You are listening to Announce, Season 6, Episode 22, The Straw Hat Riots. Take a moment with Announce, a podcast providing thought-provoking anecdotes tailored with you in mind. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. There are a lot of reasonable things one might get angry about, even a little riled up. But rioting over a straw hat sounds like something that took place at a county fair someplace, somewhere where they imbibe and a bit too much moonshine, perhaps. But no, this happened in a place where they take fashion seriously. It happened in September of 1922, in one of the great centers of civilization, New York City. Yep, of all the things that might cause a ruckus, even more than a ruckus, a full-blown, multi-day riot. How could a straw hat possibly have anything at all to do with it? Well, apparently the refined folks of New York City have always taken the statutes of style very seriously. And back in the 1920s, the wearing of a straw hat, known as a boating hat, after September 15th, was a faux pas of the highest order. After September 15th, the seasons were officially changing, even if nature hadn't been informed, and the warmer felt hat was to be adorning a man's head, not the flimsy woven straw of a boating hat. On Wall Street, there had been a tradition of playfully knocking the straw hat off any man's head who wore one after the 15th of September. If you were noticed sporting a lid made of straw, after the deadline it would be removed and stomped. All in good fun, of course. And then there were supposed to be some laughter, I guess. Well, by 1922, some young hoodlums began to take the violation of this unwritten decree of fashion as an issue they had to resolve with prejudice. And they were so enthusiastic about enforcing their sagacity of style on everyone else, they got started early, on September 13th. These youngsters, mostly teens and even preteens, began knocking the straw hats of men down onto the ground, down near the docks, tipping them off with their fingers or lifting them skyward with a thrust of a sharp stick and then smashing them in the gutters. Fights broke out, and the riot continued each and every night for eight nights running. Things got pretty serious. One man reportedly lost an eye in a hat removal attack. The newspapers reported it this way. The New York Times, September 16, 1922. Gangs of young hoodlums ran riot in various parts of the city last night, smashing unseasonable straw hats and trampling them in the street. A favorite practice of the gangsters was to arm themselves with sticks some with nails at the tip, and compel men wearing straw hats to run a gauntlet. The New York Tribune, September 16, 1922. Boys who were guided by the calendar rather than the weather, and most of all their own troublemaking proclivities, indulged in a straw hat-smashing orgy throughout the city last night. A dozen or more were arrested, and seven were spanked ignominiously by their parents in the East 104 Street Police Station by order of the lieutenant at the desk. It took a heavy-handed application of the actual law by Judge Peter A. Hatting, yes, Hatting, to declare a few of these riders guilty of assault 
and let them spend a little time in jail to get things under control. Magistrate Hatting was quoted to have said, It is against the law to smash another man's hat. He has the right to wear a straw hat in January in a snowstorm if he wishes. Helen Rowland penned an editorial in the Brooklyn Eagle stating, The average man's devotion to his hat is one of life's greatest mysteries. It seems to be something sacred in his life, which he cherishes and protects as passionately as he does his dignity, his honor, and his grandmother's memory. He will fight for it, quarrel over it, and risk his life under a motor truck or trolley car to salvage its remains. When a boy wants to start a fight, all he does is to snatch another boy's hat, and the battle is on. So, here's the ounce. It seems that when life is going well, and our true needs are met, and the fear that we might have to struggle to survive fades, some of us just can't stand the peace and contentment of it all. We have to find something to justify the angst, aggressiveness, anger, or in fact our insecurity about not having any way to be important, or having no dragon to slay. So, some conflict, some cause, some crusade, no matter how inane it might be, is created, or some offense is invented, some victimhood is conceived, because we fear our life is just so small, and being an unnoticed one of many just doesn't suit us. There is a need in some to be the hero, the crusader, the writer of wrongs even if they are not wrong to convince themselves that they are worthy, to gain the power that can be a feigned verification of superiority. Note, don't get me wrong, there are great causes. There are things worth fighting for. But check yourself. Next time you get to feeling indignant, ask, is this just another straw hat? To our Maker, we all matter. And if we matter to our Maker, we necessarily matter to each other even if we wear a straw hat after September 15th. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening to another great episode of An Ounce. I'm betting you know some folks who would enjoy this podcast too. So share the love. Please like, follow, and share. And we'll catch you next time with a new minute measure of wisdom from An Ounce. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.